Create an Unstoppable Life, episode 119. Create an Unstoppable Life is all about mindset for the high achiever to help you build a life of fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a mindset and marketing coach and a family medicine physician. It's an honor to spend time with you today. Welcome back. It's a joy you're here. For those who are new, this podcast is all about helping you get out of your own way so that you can experience more or start to experience more fulfillment and freedom. Smile. I'm Dina, the queen of getting in my own way, followed by experiencing the pain and frustration of it, and then learning how to think differently and do differently. I remember hitting a wall metaphorically six years ago thinking, is this it? Is this all there is? Have I really spent my life studying and working for this? And it turns out, no, so much more in life is available. It required me, however, to change, (laughs) to evolve in order to experience it. And that's what we do here together. We talk about stuff like purpose, meaning. We look at how we got stuck, how we keep ourselves stuck, how we get unstuck. We get more clear on who we are, what we stand for. We talk about making difficult decisions and standing alone at times. And we talk about how to let go of the garbage that clutters our mind, clutters our physical space, clutters our emotions, how to let go of it so we can focus on what really matters. Life is never one size fits all. We all have a different purpose, a different calling. We all have a different definition of meaning. Many of us bought into others' ways, their ways of doing things, their ways of living. We adopted them as our rules. And at some point, those rules stopped working, probably because they were accepted without even questioning or realizing it. I'll tell you, I lead a real life. You're going to hear about it. There are successes and failures, and there's a ton of learning and a ton of growth. Some of it is from me kicking and screaming. (laughs) So that's a summary of the last 118 episodes. And before we go on, a shout out to Latifat and her sister in the UK. Thank you for your support. One more thing. An update, Authenticity, Courage, and Empowerment, the Conference for Women Physicians. We're creating this schedule and lining up speakers this weekend. The link for registration will be available later this month, I promise. But mark the dates now, April 28th through May 1st, San Antonio, Texas. Here's what the event is about, welcoming you into a space where we all belong and where we're all there to learn and to grow as a community. All right, on with our show. I read the clearest definition of imposter syndrome recently in the book, Think Again by Adam Grant. High competence, low confidence. That's it. Simple, right? There's a mismatch between confidence and competence. So we can end the episode right here. Yeah. Build confidence, you're done. Episode 97 of this podcast, it'll get you there. Simple, maybe, but not easy. Before we go farther, the opposite, high confidence, low competence. The book calls it armchair quarterback. 
I call it the real imposter. Isn't it fascinating? Imposter syndrome has all the competence without the confidence, and the real imposter has all the confidence without the competence. And a common thing experienced by high achievers, imposter syndrome. Feeling like a fraud, feeling not good enough, not smart enough, didn't work hard enough, didn't really earn the skills, the title, the honors. Here's why I think it happens. Many high achievers are learners. And when we compare what we know to what we don't know, ooh, there's a discrepancy. What we know doesn't even measure up. There's always more to learn, more to prove, more to prove to ourselves, more to prove to others. There's always someone to compare ourselves to who's further along in their journey, and then we lose by comparison. Do you see how it works? When there are others who are better, or there's more available to learn, or there's more to prove or improve upon, of course we feel like imposters. But notice those who are confident without the competence are the real imposters. And when we hold ourselves back, they're the ones that are speaking and they're speaking for us. And what's really scary when it comes to medical things, they're speaking instead of us and people are listening. Really hear that. People are listening to the real imposters who exude confidence without competence. I worked with a medical student once who was very confident in presenting. It was a student who had a separate career prior to medical school, and they presented the hospitalized patient. They had the assessment. They had a plan. Basically, they said, this patient is ready for discharge. It was a busy day. We talked about the patient before I reviewed the chart. I went in to see the patient and discovered that everything they shared was wrong. The student made assumptions. They overlooked key elements of the hospitalization. They didn't have context to understand the severity of the condition or the criteria for discharge. Let's pause for a moment. This is exactly why students are in training to learn these things. The point of the story is that the confidence did not match or even come close to the competence. It's concerning, right? Not in the moment. It's my job to build their competence or at least to help, to help all students in this way. It's my job to take care of the patient, to make all decisions for the patient so no decisions had been made. What's concerning is that if there's little change in the competence and the student's confidence remains high, it can put patients at risk in the future. It can put attendings at risk in the future who trust the confidence without verifying if it's associated with competence. We never want imposters to speak for us or really to speak at all because of the harm that can happen. And the reason for talking about this, for opening up the conversation on the real imposter versus what many of us experience as imposter syndrome is to give you the opportunity to rethink holding yourself back, to rethink judging yourself and bypassing opportunities because you think others are more qualified there's a great chance that they are not. Going back to imposter syndrome, here's the definition from healthline.com. Perceived fraudulence involves feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence 
that persist despite your education experience and accomplishments. Imposter syndrome is so common, so normal, so accepted. And many, many high achievers live with it daily. It may sound like, who am I to think I can do that? I don't know enough. I haven't done enough. When I have the next degree or certification, I'll be ready. Or others are better at this. That's the mental chatter we buy into and keep ourselves small. And then we attend a talk or an event. We hear someone else present and think, what's wrong with me? I totally know what I'm doing. Why did I pass that up? Why do I continue to stay quiet or play small? I could have done so much better. Those extremes in thinking, on one side, not enough, not good enough. And on the other side, oh, I'm so much better. And it's the side we listen to that wins. We don't think to listen to the side where we're more than enough until it's too late, until it's after the fact the opportunity has passed us by and we're mad at ourselves for falling into the trap again. It's heartbreaking when you hear it from others, right? Like your favorite person when they share what they're thinking and feeling that they're not enough, they're not good enough. And you know that they're actually more than enough. It's heartbreaking when you hear it from a child or from a colleague that you respect. When they share, they're not good enough. They're not doing enough. They don't know enough. They haven't been in it long enough. I attended a conference for women physicians last weekend. Many conversations included how someone held themselves back. Either in the past or they're doing it now, they feel like a fraud. They're feeling like they're not enough. You know, when we do this, when we downplay our competence, we allow the real imposters to speak. And it's not just you, my friends, it's me too. We buy into our own stories, our old stories that continue to recirculate. But it no longer has to be this way. And I'm not even joking. Here's what's available to you today. You can decide you're good enough. You know enough to move forward. You can decide that the world deserves to hear from you. You can decide or acknowledge that your intentions are pure and your message is designed to help others. Help others make decisions, improve their lives, live life safer, live a higher quality of life. That's you. That's what you do. You can decide it's time for a new story and you can actually be the hero in your story because here's what happens. When you're the hero of your story, you empower others to become the hero of their story. Today, you can decide that you have a duty or an obligation to speak, that it cannot wait for someone else, that no one else will deliver the message the way that you do or you will. You can decide that no one else can help as much as you can because you have the drive, the passion, the core values, the belief in who you serve and how you help. Is it delusional? Maybe. Here are your choices though. Believe in yourself or don't. Which option do you want? Choose you. You're always the best bet. 
Someone asked me recently if I regretted leaving my W-2 job. No, not even on the days with the heaviest doubt and fear. I'm always going to bet on myself. No administrator will ever hold in as high of a regard of all that I've built and all that I'm capable of. They will never be able to do that. I bet on me. You can bet on you. You have the competence. The confidence can follow. So what is imposter syndrome really? It's a way to keep playing it safe, a way to stay comfortable and small, a way to hold back and pretend that the answer is learning more because it's more comfortable. It's a way to let the real imposter speak and mislead others. It's a way to abdicate responsibility and authority. You are not an imposter. Higher competence than confidence is what you're experiencing. That's it. And it's normal. So here's a step-by-step process for what you can do about it today. Step one, acknowledge that it's part of the human experience. Good people who work hard experience this. Number two, put your hands on your heart. Number three, think this thought. Nothing went wrong. This is my mind trying to keep me safe. This is my mind trying to keep me from taking risk. Number four, remind yourself of the definition. Competence exceeds confidence. Number five, take slow, deep breaths, as many as it takes for your mind to settle. And finally, number six, refocus. And here are some prompts to help you get back in alignment with who you are. I accept that. I'm on a mission too. I'm not going to tolerate imposters who. It's my duty to. It's my honor and responsibility to. I'm proud of. I'm exactly the person to do this because I'm here to serve. And you can insert those whose lives you'll be able to impact when you share your competence. When you get back to who you are and what you know and who you serve, then imposter syndrome does not have a chance. Can you develop more confidence? Absolutely, but you don't need it in order to take the next step and help someone. Simply be aware that there's a disconnect and that's it. That's enough. That disconnect does not need to hold you back. After all, it's not holding the real imposters back, right? They're out there speaking. It takes a lot more to gain competence than it does to gain confidence. So you actually have it easier. You matter. Your work matters. Living and giving at an extraordinary level means allowing your competence to shine through and impact others. And it can only happen when you acknowledge what you think you're missing, start to see it as a simple disconnect, 
Your confidence has not caught up with your competence. And then you recognize it doesn't need to hold you back anymore or ever again. If this stuff were easy, everyone would be doing it. It's not easy. And here's the simple recipe to get you started with making peace in that gap between your high competence and lower confidence. Step one, acknowledge that it's part of the human experience. Good people who work hard experience this. That's you and me. Number two, put your hands on your heart. Number three, think this thought, nothing went wrong. This is my mind trying to keep me safe and keep me from taking risk. Number four, remind yourself of the definition. This is simply competence exceeding confidence. Number five, slow deep breaths, as many as it takes, let your mind settle. Number five, refocus, get back to who you are and what you know. And here are some prompts to help you. I accept that. I'm on a mission too. I'm not going to tolerate imposters who. It's my duty too. It's my honor and responsibility too. I'm proud of. I'm exactly the person to do this because. I'm here to serve and visualize and write down who you serve and how their life is impacted. So mark your calendars if you're a woman physician for the Authenticity, Courage, and Empowerment Conference, April 28th through May 1st, 2022. You will see that you are not alone and you have so much to be proud of. And we will help you recognize that gap between your competence and your confidence and start to bring your confidence up. This conference, again, is designed to help you see yourself differently and start to believe that you are truly unstoppable. I'm sending you all so much love, and I'll see you next time. Ciao. Create clarity and simplicity with all of your marketing so that the people you serve know how you can help them. As a StoryBrand certified guide, I help physicians create this to launch or grow any type of business. Sign up for a consult call with me at georgemdcoaching.com.